time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. I hope everybody up in Canada had a nice long weekend. Today is Tuesday, May 23rd, and I'm your host, Trevor Hall. After rallying in the early morning hours with gold bouncing up to as high as $1,985 per ounce going into the London AM fix, the yellow metal did an abrupt U-turn and sold off sharply to as low as 1971. After bouncing back to 1981 going into the COMEX close, the price wilted and settled the afternoon session at 1973. Silver somewhat followed the same price path, but managed to keep rising after the AM London price fix, peaking at $24.06 per ounce before succumbing to sell pressure, likely by the bullion banks in the COMEX paper market. Silver dropped like a lead balloon settling the afternoon session at $23.78. The Mining Stock Journal commented that while some headway was made last week in terms of the COMEX banks reducing their net short positions in gold and silver and the hedge funds reducing their net long, there's still a ways to go before the open interest uh, consolidates and contracts enough to set up the next move higher. That said, the high intraday volatility reflects the friction between tight supply and demand dynamics in the physical market and the price control effort in the paper markets of London and New York. The mining stocks vacillated Monday between positive and negative territory, but the GDX closed down just under 1%. We'll get to the news and the miners here in just a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Arizona Sonoran Copper. Arizona Sonoran is an early stage copper developer and explorer of the Cactus Mine and its satellite project Park Salier, both situated on a four kilometer mine trend on private land in Arizona's Porphyry Copper District. Opportunity for significant growth and scale exists along the mine trend, while future CapEx requirements outlined in the Cactus PEA benefit from significant on-site and nearby access to infrastructure. The company is led by an executive management team and board, which have a long-standing track record of successful project delivery in North America. For more information, please visit ArizonaSonoran.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Ford made various deals to buy lithium from projects in the Americas to secure the materials needed to build electric vehicles. Ford struck deals with Albemarle, Chile's SQM, and Canada's Namaska Lithium. The agreements will look to take advantage of President Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which contains incentives for battery manufacturing and sourcing of materials from the U.S. and its allies. Albemarle will supply more than 100,000 tons of battery-grade lithium hydroxide to Ford from 2026 to 2030. Ford will buy up to 13,000 tons per year of lithium hydroxide from Namaska in Quebec. The quantity it will buy from SQM was undisclosed. So very interesting news. We'll have to follow up on with that. 
All right, on to exploration news. Heliostar Metals published their first drill results from the Anapala project in Mexico this morning. These two holes are the first drilled into the property by Heliostar with the ongoing drill program targeting the high-grade panel at the core of Anapala that Heliostar believes has the potential to host a high-margin underground gold mine development opportunity. Today's results included 101 meters of 8.3 grams per ton gold and included 53.2 meters of 11 grams per ton in hole 292. In hole 291, that returned 118.5 meters of 5.4 grams per ton gold, including 44.5 meters of another 11 grams per ton and 4 meters of 48.5 grams per ton gold. This drill program centers on resource and reserve growth, a key priority of the effort to re-evaluate the project as a high-grade underground mine. The company expects the drilling data will improve resource estimation and allow the company to evaluate potential expansion of the high-grade panel. Heliostar trades on the venture with HSTR and on the OTCQX with HSTXF. Integra Resources provided more drill results from the recently completed stockpile drilling program at the Delamar Project in Idaho this morning. Selected highlights from this morning's release included 0.67 grams per ton gold equivalent over 80.7 meters from Delamar and 0.53 grams per ton gold equivalent over 27.5 meters at Florida Mountain. Results from just over 8,000 meters representing 226 drill holes have yet to be released. The company will continue to release results as they, received, as they are received from the lab. Final drill samples have been shipped to the assay lab and estimation work has commenced for the updated mineral resource estimate at Delamar, including results from the stockpile drilling program. Integra Resources trades on the venture with ITR and on the NYSE American with ITRG. West Red Lake Gold Mines reported initial drill results from its previously announced Phase 1 exploration program at its Rowan property, located in the Red Lake Gold District of Ontario. Hole 134 intersected 8 meters of 10.34 grams per ton gold from 71 meters depth and included a half meter of 107.9 grams per ton gold. Hole 132 intersected 5.5 meters of 13.2 grams per ton gold from 67.5 meters depth and included a half meter of 137.2 grams per ton gold. A total of 14 diamond drill holes totaling 2,300 meters have been completed so far in 2023 at the Rowan Mine and 780 meters of two drill holes testing targets at the Red Summit Northeast area. West Red Lake Gold Mines trades on the venture with WRLG and on the OTC with WRLGF. Meridian Mining says they are expanding the drill program at the Cabasol VMS belt, specifically at the Santa Elena project. The company says reassays of historic drill core confirm high-grade copper, gold, silver, and zinc results at shallow depths, including 5.6 meters of 3.4% copper, 3 grams per ton gold, 82.6 grams per ton silver, and 7.6% zinc from a depth of 38.4 meters. The company says they believe this deposit has been structurally overprinted by a later-stage gold event, characteristic of the Cabasol Belt. The Santa Helena historic resource was only partially mined, and like Cabasol, there is much more upside 
as an open pit prospect than a selective underground mine. Meridian Mining trades on the TSX with MNO and on the OTCQX with MRRDF. And C3 Metals announced an initial mineral resource estimate for the Montana de Cobre zone on its Jasperoid project in Peru. The MCZ is the first copper gold scarn zone that C3 Metals has systematically explored along the 28-kilometer belt. Measured and indicated mineral resources at MCZ sit at 51.9 million tons at 0.5% total copper and 0.2 grams per ton gold for 569.1 million pounds of copper and 326,800 ounces of gold. Its inferred mineral resources host 4 million tons at 0.32% total copper and 0.11 grams per ton gold for 28.3 million pounds of copper and 14,600 ounces of gold. C3 Metals trades on the venture with CCCM and on the OTCQB with CUAUF. All right, that's a wrap here this morning. We have a number of corporate updates lined up for you today, so do stay tuned for those. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Commodity Network and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Talk to you soon. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.